Hey, everybody. Today is uh, the first day of our 21 days of uh, prosperity. And also, while we're at it, saving the planet. So what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about why we do 21 days at all, talk about today's mantra, and we're also going to be discussing, you know, things that are really important about the environment too. And um, I'm sorry about that. I'm just getting used to live streaming and recording it because I want people to be able to play it back and all of that sort of thing. So anyway, this is new for me. It's my first time. And um, that's really what the 21 day program is all about is to try new things and to give yourself permission to break habits because um, that's how the new better us emerges is by not being so entrenched on yesterday's version of ourselves. Um, also, it's really important for our mindset. So as I talk about, you know, as you know, I've been in financial literacy for quite a while. I've also been in sustainability for over a couple of decades, traveling the world, looking at all the sustainable projects. It's really interesting because on one sense, it's a little frustrating for me because I hear a lot of misinformation going on. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I really hope that, you know, maybe business leaders will come up with the solutions we need and all of this the solutions we need are here. They're already here. There are many clean communities that are doing the right thing and have been doing the right thing. Some of them since the 70s, uh, half a century ago. So um, the solutions are here. The thing that needs to happen is that we need to be more aware of them. We need to tell our neighbors. It needs to be in the lexicon. It needs to be in the consciousness. And we need to be brave enough to break the habits that got us here. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're actually going to be having some very hard conversations. I'm sure there are going to be lively debates about this. So let's, uh, let's dig in with today's mantra. So again, 21 days. If you do something new for 21 days, it breaks the old habit. That's why we do it. So... Um, and each day we're gonna focus on a new mantra so that every single day we have something that is constantly top of mind. That's maybe a different way of thinking or looking at the world than we normally do. I was having a conversation with my goddaughter yesterday. And what I realized is um, the way we look at things and the way we think about things is a very, very, very important indicator of what we're going to manifest. Now we can't just visualize and say our mantras and that's it. I always say my dreams inspire my direction but my footsteps take me there. When we're talking about financial literacy, I tell people you need a strong skill set, a, a strong toolkit and you gotta use them with wisdom. So, you know, when I say that there's green solutions are available here and now, there are people who have employed them. We don't have to invent them. They're here. So all we have to do is know about them and start putting pressure on ourselves first and then on our friends and family and our business leaders to adopt them. 
Okay. So uh, today's mantra is love. And you might say, well, I love everything, right? But to me, love is an action word. So if we really love the planet, then we would not be in this position that we're in. If we love the planet enough to heal her, then every time that we did something that was detrimental to the planet, which is detrimental to humanity, we would stop and think about it. We'd say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's going to harm the planet, which harms me as well. So when we think about love, I want us to think about it in a different way. So first off is to think about it as an action verb and not verb and not just a word. So something that we must do when we love and we want to show our love, it has to be in our actions. And many times you've heard, you know, uh, I mean, kind of a funny song, you know, if you want to know if he loves you, so it's in his kiss. But if we think about how we touch or kiss mother nature, how we um, hold her up as a queen, or are we responsible for polluting? It's interesting because someone told me the other day, what about all these companies that are polluters? And, you know, I think it is important to acknowledge a few things because this is something else that kind of gets buried. Um, there are 20 fossil fuel companies, mostly oil and gas, but some coal in there that are responsible for over one third of all the CO2 emissions in the atmosphere since the modern era. They're all fossil fuel companies. Now you might say, well, why don't they just stop that? Because fossil fuels power our electricity. Uh, fossil fuels power our you know, vehicles. You might even say, well, I have an electric vehicle, so it's not powering mine. Well, if you're in Florida, it is. If you're in, even if you're in California, still about two thirds, well, maybe half of the grid can be um, fossil fuels, mostly natural gas. So it's important to get the information. And let me show you so that we can have love and again, this is 21 days of green, but it's also green in the sense of prosperity and abundance. You're gonna have a lot more money for the things you love when you probably love them a lot more than oil and gas companies. Um, if you get smart about your footprint on mother nature. So getting green is good for you too, not just in that sense of uh, I can save the planet and you know I can save it for my kids and my grandkids and all that and have less climate disasters. Um, it's also really better for your wallet, for your here and now, your daily life. So there was one chart I wanted to show you, which I think is really important when we think about love and honoring our um, home planet. And that's this. So this is a chart that shows all of the ways that CO2 um, is emitted in the US. Now, this is very true of most countries in the world. It might be um, adjusted a little bit, bit this way or that way. Um, for instance, maybe in China, it's more industry. Why would that be? Well, China is the factory of the world. The interesting thing too, I'm not gonna throw up all the numbers on it, but when we talk about our CO2 footprint, everybody says, oh, China is the top polluter, right? But per capita, per person, it's very low. It's, it is the top because it has so many people. 
Um, so China's number one, I think US is number two and India's number three. But on a per capita basis, the Middle East, US, Canada, Australia, South Korea, Russia. So when you think about how much one person is polluting, it's more in those countries that I just mentioned. And when we think about China's footprint, because they are the factory to the world, because they produce a lot of the goods that we use, that's a part of our carbon footprint too. So let's take a look at where um, the CO2 emissions come from. And as you can see, transportation is a big one. Electricity is a big one. Industry is a big one. Commercial and residential and agriculture make up the last uh, fourth. So if you've been hearing that a cow fart is more emitting uh, pollution than a car, it's very misleading. Um, the data is including all the transportation required to uh, produce factory meat, industrialized meat. It's not at all relevant for the organic a uh, small farmer that's doing crop rotation, sequestering carbon, and also, um, you know, take managing the manure and probably using the manure as part of the soil enhancer in a responsible way. So um, again, if we want to really love our planet, and if we want to really start attracting prosperity and abundance, it's going to require some wisdom and it's going to require us acting differently. So again, I'm gonna throw up this chart and I'm gonna ask you if you will rethink all of these areas in your life. So transportation, let's say, and I um, have a new book that's going to be coming out very shortly, maybe one month, maybe two months um, called, well, here's what it's probably gonna be called the power of 8 billion. So there are 7.9 billion people on the planet right now. And it is up to us because the leaders have proven over the last half a century that they can't do it without us. And, and they'll just say, like I said, the polluters will say, we are providing the power that you guys want. And by the way, if you're putting gasoline in your car or you know it's in the middle of the winter, if we're heating our homes, the heating and cooking are almost 100% natural gas. So we are using fossil fuels. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, how can we cut this back? How can we trim back our carbon footprint and our CO2 emissions, considering that we are actually emitting in other countries if they're producing the goods that we buy, then how can we reduce that by 30% this year? There are ways to do it. The book is gonna help, but also getting the details on what's actually happening helps. So how can you reduce your transportation footprint by 30%? If you have work from home, um, you know, three days out of the week, then you're definitely reducing it a lot. Uh, you could think about maybe starting to use a bike or walking for your errands. Like if you are going to the grocery store, walk with a backpack rather than taking the car uh, or walk to the farmer's market. So ask yourself, again, love is the mantra, but love is an action word. So showing love for the planet, again, this is going to come back to you. I, I can't wait to hear all the stories of how it does. I will show you some very inspiring stories as we go through this process. Um, 
So ask yourself that though, how can you reduce your transportation this year in 2022 by 30% work from home? How can you reduce your air travel by 30%? So I'll give you some ideas. What I did is I actually got rid of my car a few years ago. Um, and I mostly spend my time in places where I can walk, ride a bike um, in, in the uh, odd event that it's farther, maybe take an e-scooter, mass transit, or the last choice is going to be a ride share or rent a car. And so I have gotten my car usage, transportation, driving usage down to maybe two months total out of the year. So that has been cut dramatically over the past few years. And uh, what I was focusing on going forward, which the pandemic helped me with in 2020, is reducing the air travel that people come to my retreats. So, you know, by having our retreats online, we are having maybe 100 people that are not flying around to come to the retreats, uh, 100 trips, you know, around um, back and forth. So um, that's one of the ways is that I'm going to keep the retreats online. I think they're a better experience. Most of the people believe they're a better experience. Of course, there might be a need, especially as we have master classes and people that are wanting to um, become more leaders in their community, where I have to show them pro projects so that they can do that. So we may have some in-person things, but we are thinking very strategically about, um, you know, only using air travel when it's going to be exceptionally beneficial to the community rather than using air travel to just go to conferences. So that's one way that I am doing it, um, showing my love for Mother Earth. And uh, 2022 is going to be seeing a lot of that uh, on my rethinking that um, air travel and in terms of my business as well as my own. Electricity, 25%. So a lot of us can actually reduce our electric electricity usage. And again, for most of the US, it's at least two thirds or about two thirds, about 60% um, national average fossil fuels. In Florida, 83%. Colorado is pretty high. Louisiana can be very high. Uh, California is one of the more green states. So uh, how can you reduce your reliance? I mean, even if it was green, you still want to get the usage down, right? So how can you do that? Well, I mean, it's a matter of just educating yourself a little bit. A lot of times it's fixing the leaks in your, um, your doors and your windows. Um, it might be adjusting the thermostat. It might be turning the thermostat off every time you leave, kind of like you would with the lights. Uh, it's even not keeping your cell phone and your computer plugged in all the time. Mine isn't plugged in right now. So you want to get your usage way down. And then you want to think about is rooftop solar right for me? Uh, we're still getting a 26% tax credit for energy efficiency and solar. So if you do live in a sunny state, that's probably a really good idea for you. Sometimes the payback time on the solar panels is four or five years. And thereafter, you're gonna have a $35 you know, uh, bill, utility bill, electric bill, whereas maybe before it was $100 or some people 300 or more, much more. So again, you wanna get the usage down and then you wanna get greener with your electrical footprint. And by the way, 
and there's a couple of reasons to do this is that we definitely want to be thinking about our place of work when we think about reducing electricity and transportation as well. So if it's up to us, which it is, and there are 8 billion of us, which can be 8 billion strong leading greener lives, then we do need to start looking out for our neighbor and giving them the information and the tools or applying pressure where we can. So um, let's talk about industry a little bit more. And again, I have a lot of tools and resources that can help you with this. And it is definitely gonna be in my book, The Power of 8 Billion, lots of examples of people that are living very, very clean and green and comfortable lives, paying a lot less and, um, and, and, and still having great comfort, using a lot less and still having great comfort. All right, so industry, um, again, part of the ways that we can do this is we have to think about our usage of industry. It can't just be those companies. Um, of course, when we talk about reducing our carbon footprint in transportation and electricity, we are using less fossil fuels. So as we're making a giant impact on these corporations by using less, they are either going to shift their business model or you know they're going to have fewer profits right so they're going to have to adjust and they nothing will change a company faster than if the consumer doesn't show up or if the investor doesn't show up so we have great great power that is going untapped instead of saying save me corporation we have to say I'm fixing this on my own and they will definitely respond. So think about industry and think about the things that we have or the things that we need or even the industry that we work for. How can we reduce the carbon footprint in our industry, either that we work for or the things that we buy? Again, I, there's a whole section in uh, Power of 8 Billion. So please put that on your purchasing list. And we'll be definitely over the next 21 days talking a lot more in detail about it. I can think of one industry right off the top of my head that I want to talk about. And that is um, maybe like the fast casual industry. So, you know, I just today, it was raining, they turned off the gas, not because the, what the bill wasn't paid, but because there's a gas leak. It was like all these things happened, right? And I decided, you know what? Today would be a good day to have an afternoon cafe latte in my reusable mug, right? And I see so many people that I know are environmentally conscious in their lives walking out with a use and toss container. Yeah, look, everywhere you go, there's use and toss everything. You single use, plastic, it's every freaking where, right? It's our job to say, uh-uh, I'm not participating in that. Now, if they, and there are still some places that say, no, no, our company won't allow you to because of COVID. That's not a place that's gonna have my business because as much as I wanted that cafe latte, if they were not gonna put it in my reusable mug, or was I going to have a drink and toss? So there are something like 16 million trees that are cut down for 16 billion cups that are used and tossed every year. 
Um, you know, when we think about everything that we think about that's a problem, our hands touch it. We just haven't put that together yet. So we look at deforestation as an example. Okay, what are the reasons for that? What do people cut down trees for? They cut down trees for our drink and toss uh, containers, for all of those things that we get on, on e-tail that comes in three packaging things, the, you know, the mailing packaging thing, and then the outside paper packaging thing, and then the inside plastic packaging thing. Um, all of those things. So there's that. There's also toilet paper. So if you're not yet using recycled toilet paper, you are literally flushing trees down the toilet. So that's a must. So when we think about industry, we've now just identified two things that we can change, bang, zip, recycled toilet paper, and use our reusable mug again. If you're too freaked out to have a reusable mug, then either go to a coffee shop outside with your mask and all the things you need or drink coffee at home. But, you know, show love as an action word, right? Think about that single use container, that tree in the Amazon that you want to stay standing and add more added to it, right? It's same thing with recycled pa toilet paper. If it's not yet in your neighborhood, there are many recycled toilet papers out there and you just need to start putting pressure on your local, they'll do it. They don't wanna lose your business, they'll do it for sure. I, I remember when I was first going to visit my dad in his little hometown, little small town in Arizona and they didn't have kombucha, this was many years ago. And I took an S, uh, you know, uh, one of those barcodes of the kombucha I liked and they ordered a case of it for me, for me. They didn't even stock it yet. Now they stock it as a matter of course. Same thing. So just do it. You can do it. Um, and, you know, if you're going to order it online and it's going to come in paper packaging, don't do that. Please, please get your local shop to give it to you without the extra packaging. Um, okay, so I have given you a boatload of information on industry and things that we could start changing. Pick one, two, three, four, and start giving yourself the challenge. Be bold and be brave. Um, commercial and residential. Again, this is all gonna benefit if you are thinking about these three areas and applying it to both, you know, the commercial res uh, buildings that you see as well as residential. What, how do you do it for commercial? If you see a building that has all the lights on and nobody there, you know, maybe you should start putting pressure. We all are gonna have to be become more um, comfortable with community organizing and activities and that sort of thing. We're all gonna have to just get more comfortable with it, but we all want the same thing. So let's just do it, right? We, we can do this. Again, this is not rocket science. It's more information and bold action. That's really what it is, honestly. And then finally, with regard to agriculture, I'm not going to freak you out with everything on the first day, but I am going to say this. There are some things that are happening in the world as a result of conventional farming and industrialized meat you know, farms that are absolutely alarming. And if anybody, and I'm not, look, I eat meat, so I'm not saying this so that you stop eating meat and you'll only grow your own sprouts. 
what I'm saying is that there are absolutely solutions that we need to apply to agriculture. And uh, they're so important that we'll probably spend an entire day or two as we go through this 21 day process on just that. What I'll leave you with today is this. It is very important that you shop local. It's very important that you shop organic. If you are gonna eat meat, it should be organic and local as well. The farther you go out, the more CO2 is emitted to get it to you, okay? So, and there's a lot, a lot more to unpack on all of this. But again, I don't wanna give you paralysis by overanalysis. I don't want to give you so much to do that you don't do anything. What I wanna say is, and by the way, love, please extend it to every, like when I talk about having a daily mantra, I want it to be something that you keep going back to, like a little touch point in your brain, love, love. So if you find yourself getting uh, frustrated about something, lean into love. How do you do that? Again, it can be an action word. You can do something kind for the planet, for yourself. You know, today, a little stressful with the rain and the gas not on and the getting kind of cold and having to switch gears on even where I was gonna record this. And this little tiny event, this cafe latte, um, yeah, it was really important to me and it made me happy. That was self-love, right? Um, Okay, we have more to unpack, but what I wanna say is this, thank you for being in this community. Thank you for watching this video. Thank you for loving me through my imperfections, um, not knowing how to post on YouTube or live stream and tr just trying to do this all at the same time. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I'm hoping that I'll get good at it or get better at it. Um, in the meantime, I will at least posted post, you know, after the fact, and that doesn't, you know, it's not too delayed, maybe one hour. Um, I just want to say I'm living the life of my dreams. It is a very sustainable life. I have reduced my carbon footprint very low, very, very, very low. And um, I am conscious about everything that I do. And I, yes, I do have areas that I can improve. Yes, I do emit CO2s. Um, so I'm not a perfect individual, but what I can tell you is that I have kicked the dirt on the people and the projects that I'm going to show you. And, um, it's inspiring, but I'm just telling you, it can lead to the life of your dreams. In addition to being the change that we absolutely need right now. So I'm not going to go through all of the statistics. You, you know, if you are not already aware of how, how many more climate disasters there are everywhere and uh, what's at stake and the fact that our leaders at COP26 did not come up with an agreement that's actually gonna meet the um, requirements to keep us from headed into a point of no return. Um, that's all true, okay? So the situation is absolutely dire. It's not at all something that we can think about tomorrow. It's something we should have thought about yesterday. We still have time, but we only have time if we're all willing to, um, to understand that it is not going to come from the leaders. 
It's not going to come from the leaders of industry or the leaders of politics. It has to come from the people, as all change always does. The leaders and the businesses are usually the ones that adapt to whatever it is that we want to manifest. So as people, if we want to manifest healing our planet and saving our livelihood and enjoying our lives rather than always being running from climate disasters, we have to do this now. And the good news is it's a lot of fun. It's going to bring us in closer contact with people that are doing it as well. And um, yeah, it has a lot of benefits, a lot. So I can't wait to share day two with you. And thank you for joining me today. All right, I will see you on day two. And again, the best way to use this series is to go ahead and watch the video first thing in the morning. I'll try to keep them under 10 minutes so that you can watch them while you're making breakfast or whatever it is that you need to do in your daily routine. But it's best to do it first thing in the morning so that you have the mantra top of mind and um, that you go throughout the day using that mantra. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let's do this. Let's, let's come together and let's do it. All right.